This is Record Royale, where we throw two albums into the ring with one another and see which one comes out on top. My favourite band of the year so far is from Newey, like um, Chop. Oh, oh, Adam, yes. show me Chop. They're crazy. It's insane. Oh, my God. Like, what's up with that? They're it's so, so It's like... Where'd they come from? I swear to God. One of them plays know. in a balaclava, like, and the other in a mask, yeah. and they're just making music that sounds entirely like if you bundled up all of your high school aggression... And we'll just threw it out yeah. at the world, but you were good. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. I was saying to saying to Brad, they're like kind of making Slipknot <laughs> cool. Like it's kind of like got Slipknot little <laughs> yeah. vibes. It's like so heavy in some parts. Like really thrashy. Can, yeah. But like I'm so keen for what they're gonna do next. <laughs> I can they're gonna get so yeah. good. Like, they're only gonna yeah. get better as well. Give them for sure. I'm mm. heaps keen for what they do. I like yeah, because we don't really know them or anything. I don't know where they come from. <laughs> yeah. It must be no heaps young. Well we kinda well. we have that they age. Are, they are in yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. It would yeah. be strange. Yeah. So you kind of miss that. Yeah. We're all <laughs> we're not aware. Yeah, we're nah, we're out of the loop. We're off the grid. Yeah. But yeah, that band in 10 <laughs> years up. time is going to be insane. Like. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Hopefully they're shout, still. Shout. They got everything. In 10 years. <laughs> um, so. Hell yeah. Another. Oh, heaps of heaps of new stuff came out today, actually. Craterface. Mm. Ex, ex yeah. podcast alumni. <laughs> Yeah. Is that the right so, word? I don't know. Guest alumni. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's sure, it. Sure. What? Yeah. <laughs> have you have you listened to it? Yeah, I listened to yeah. it at work though. Didn't have like so a good, good headphone session, but yeah, it's dope. Yeah, they're, they're, songs in the car. they're doing their own thing and they're killing it. I can't believe how like different a lot of it is. Like they've changed it up a fair bit in some of the tracks. I reckon. Yeah. Have you listened to I've them? Only heard, like their one single. Uh, I'm pretty sure they threw up on Unearthed and got a features plug. Yeah, I think so. Um, with, with Fritz and whatnot. Yeah. 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 And that was sick. It was yeah. so different. So sick. Yeah. And like, fuck, behind the scenes, like their Cambridge show, show sold out like so quick, hey? Like, um, yeah. For sure. Them and Shady. Yeah. Like yeah. at the moment, I'm so literally good. just like on the back end of OzTix being like, what the fuck's selling and how can I sell more tickets to it? And I grabbed a Crater Face yeah. one yeah. and it was like, it sold too quick. I was just like, well, I can't yeah. I can't claim any of this. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Is that sure. when you moved to Brisbane, was that for that job? Nah, so I moved up because um, Kate, so Kate's a paramedic so she got her first offer to be a paramedic in Brisbane so it was like oh, I'm sick. working in marketing you're saving lives like definitely coming up hey <laughs> <laughs> like, I can I can relocate <laughs> and then oh, fuck it was yeah. I worked some absolute dog shit jobs when I first got here like I worked at this it wanted to be a food truck park but it didn't have enough space for food trucks so it's just this absurdly long <laughs> empty bar that they couldn't get anyone to come to <laughs> And it was like, and they Wait, had. Have we been to that? You're thinking the one in Melbourne. You're thinking the one in Melbourne. Yeah, ah, right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The one in Melbourne. That, actually good, that one was sick. Yeah, though, yeah. yeah. Same one, but in yeah. Brizzy. And it just flopped so hard. And they had right. no marketing <laughs> budget. They had no event budget. So it'd just be like, yeah, it's an oh, oyster no. festival. And then people would get there and there'd be nothing <laughs> happening. Like, nothing at all. And there's just all <laughs> yeah. these oysters going off. 
before Oasis <laughs> got me. It was chaos. And then, yeah, jumped across to, like, the University of Queensland Union for, like, six weeks. I was there. And it's got this real weird setup where all the student representatives are their staff, like, their higher staff are all students. And they're all rat shit gross True. students. So, like, I came in one day <laughs> and there was, like, rumour of someone had left a used condom on the IT girl's desk. And I was just like, oh, my oh God. nah, I'm so good here. Like, I'm so not doing this <laughs> at all. So, <laughs> working with this guy that was riding sports bet every day. Like, I was like, what are you up to? He's like, oh, I've just got a good oh, multi dear. coming up. And he's like, it's not your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, bro. This yeah. one, it's coming. It's this guy off. put seven and a half grand on Sounds Celebrity like Survivor on the wrong person. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no. Two. That was like uh, that whole MasterChef thing. Yeah, the MasterChef one. Knew, like, that was crazy. I knew so many people that put money on that and it was just heartbreaking for, well, at least yeah. 50% oh. of them. But No, because everyone put that it on was that an- one that they thought they were going to win. Because the rumor got out at a family dinner or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, they all like automate from work. Who lost? Yeah, like seven hundred. What? Because he put the house and kids on it. Jesus. I can they just yeah they heard the rumor got out so they just switched it up. Yeah, whereas sports yeah. bet don't have rumors getting out. They've just got someone in production no. being like, "Oi, who wins?" Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly, was yeah. paying a dollar ten when she was stinking shit. Like, that's yeah. like the most. Oh, Australian thing ever a rumor getting out of who winning, who's winning MasterChef and then it's, the rumor's wrong. <laughs> yeah, is that the most perfect segue ever into Australian Music Month? I think, <laughs> I think so. I think it is. I think it is. We're here for the first the first ep of Australian Music Month, all of November, all across Australia, celebrating Australian music, and we're here. With one person who loves to celebrate Australian music, Big Dave McCarthy. G'day. Uh, How you been, my man? Sensational. Thanks for having me. I do love to celebrate Australian music. They often see me in the front row of shows with party poppers, little party hat, (laughs) just celebrating. (laughs) Something I have not had in a while. Always brings the cake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always out the back with a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we're doing uh, Briggs and JK47 today. Can you give us like a quick, your thought process? I mean, I'm sure we know, but for the people listening behind the choosing of these two? Yeah, so I figured it is Oz Music Month and I thought, why not do two First Nation artists during the first week of Oz Music Month? So, and when I was thinking about First Nation artists, the first one that came to mind was Briggs and then in the same beat, essentially JK47 just exploded this year and I was like, well, why not? Like, they're clearly two mm. contemporary artists that are side by side with each other and really putting out some interesting, really good music. So bring them up. First week, mm. First Nations, rock and roll. Absolutely. Hell yeah. We were stoked when you brought that on. Like, I wish we thought of that idea. Such <laughs> a brilliant idea. I'm stoked we're doing it. Um, the people listening, can you give us like a quick little summary of what you do with Laundry Echo and kind of your goals behind it? Yeah. So it started initially as uh, I've always run a bun- like, bunch of different music blogs. I've always written for a bunch of different Oz Music publications. And then I just hit a point where I was kind of sick of editors and I was sick of running, like I was sick of editing other people's writing. So I just kind of shut it all down for a while and then thought I wasn't going to do anything with it. And then it was like I was bored. I was really bored one weekend and I just built a blog and then wrote like free reviews and I was like sick this will work again and I just started this 
music blog that essentially removed the idea of publicists and like pitching and just focused on music discovery. So, cause I'm like constantly reviewing on triple J unearthed. It was like, where do I want to write about things that I've run out of words on unearthed for? You've got like, you know, two or three sentences of an unearthed review every yeah. now and then you yeah. find a track that's just massive and it just hits you and you want to write more about it. So I've made laundry echo for that. And then it kind of, it went through this insane period of growth where it goes, amazing like facebook group attached to it so like shout out to the admins for that because they they built it but it's like a essentially Mm. a australian music community where musicians and music fans and industry professionals kind of lift each other up and they really remove a lot of the barriers as to what the traditional music industry is like it used to be such a secluded thing Mm. and i feel like spaces like laundry echo are trying to tear away the idea that you have to be so guarded like you can be open there's no industry secrets it's just it's all bullshit so why not all share in the bullshit so yeah (laughs) Yeah. so now laundry echoes kind of like it's diverted it's a music blog it's the place where i write about the music that i love without the influence of any publicists or anything other than me just finding music um and then it's also yeah this amazing community that's just grown itself which is rad yeah so sick man what do you, yeah, what you've done with it, and especially that Facebook group, hey, because that's been around for at least two and a half years now. And so yeah, I think it's probably coming mm. up on its third birthday this year, and that was yeah. literally um, I was sitting at work with a mate, and we were talking about how because we were both worked in social media at a theatre, and um, we were talking about how Facebook groups are the kind of like what's clearly booming at the moment, what Facebook are putting all their effort into, and we we're talking about making the theatre a Facebook group, and I was like, oh. I'll just test it with Laundry Echo. And then by that afternoon, it had like 300 members and like two regular yeah. threads going already. So it's just like, it's just like, there's a community there that wants to be brought together. Um, yeah. It was just sure. the right place, Absolutely. right time. It's, yeah. I, Such a good resource. Yeah. yeah so good. It's like, become oh, so I important. Work out I think. So much good music on there. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I remember when we all, when we first found it, I was just like... And also just seeing some of the names popping up. <laughs> like, you'd see people in bands that you really admired. And when we were, like, a really young band, we were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, They're humans yeah. too. Yeah. That's cool. That's what I love about it. Is <laughs> like, it brings everyone down to our yeah. level and just makes it uh, accessible. Makes Takes away the ideas of mm. the music industry and just makes people people again, which is awesome. I remember yeah. meeting a band Absolutely. up in Brizzy for the first time. And they were didn't realize that I did the whole Laundry Echo thing. And when they brought it up, I was like, oh yeah, I made that thing. And they're like, oh, we were able to tour through Melbourne, Canberra and Sydney because of that. Like we used a resource sheet and found people's couches <laughs> yeah. we could sleep on. So yeah. yeah, we've yeah, done the great. same thing. I remember when yeah. one of our first tours, when we had bands pull out, which, yeah, yeah. need support who's keen, boom, straight away, yeah, it's done, <laughs> sorted, just through that group. <laughs> so if you're, if you're an Australian artist, look into... Uh, I guess network even through social media. Join the Laundry Echo Facebook group for sure. It's a it's an absolute must. Um, yeah. Heaps quick before we get into these albums. You went to the AFL Grand Final, hey? I did. I got to go to the AFL Grand Final. It was Jeez. like it was something that is so unattainable that it wasn't even a dream for me. Like it was like uh, that will never <laughs> happen. Put it on a shelf. Don't even think about it. And then all of a sudden, like this. It like I it started to come together and I was just like oh shit, 
Brisbane's got the grand final. And then it was like, there's no way we get tickets. They're going to sell out for sure. And then for the first time in like 25 years or something, publicly available tickets became available. And I was just like, this is nuts. But then I looked at the price <laughs> and they were like 185 bucks for the cheapest seat. And I was just like, oh, that's it. That's it. It's pretty heavy. And like I lost um, yeah. a bunch of my hours with COVID. I lost my job for ages. Only came back under 60% of my hours. So I was just like... That's a pretty spicy ticket for someone that isn't actually working properly. <laughs> and then I was driving to work and I could see yeah. the lights of the Gabba in the distance. And it was tickets were going on sale in like Calling 10 you. minutes. So I pulled Epiphany. over to the side of the road and like hooked on my phone, got into queue, sent Kate a message. It was like, we've got to get tickets. We've got to go. And um, she managed to actually score the tickets. She was also at work, working as an ambulance, in the ambulance, in the back of the ambulance with a patient. And she's like on ticket deck <laughs> being like, second, yeah, yeah. don't worry about that heart attack, Gladys. We've just got to get some tickets. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. Glad- and then the whole, the whole journey it was like the perfect Brisbane grand final window. It absolutely lashed down rain and then was pristine, clean, beautiful weather and just red yeah. hot. It was such a good game. Such a good... It was a good game, eh? Yeah. 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 Fuck. After That's Dustin Martin scored that goal at halftime, I was like, oh, here they come. Yeah. It was great. There was a couple of he, moments yeah. where I was like, it felt in that first half that, you know, Geelong were literally just going to steamroll us. And then yeah. all of a sudden, there was a couple of marks, like Shy Bolton took a mark and Kane Lambert kicked a goal. And I thought, oh, we're still in this. And then Dustin Martin exploded. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Now, like, he's like. <laughs> It's like unleashing an alien. Like, he's so freakishly good at what he does. You're just like, when he's on, sure. he can just tear a team apart. And I was like, I Here people, we are. Like, people are scared of him, I reckon. Like, I'm scared of him, I reckon. He can, like, turn it on whenever he wants. Yeah. They get, like, a free, like, quarter where they get to just... They're just so good. And, like, people just, like... You just got to try and stop that quarter because they can just get on and get going so well, so quick. Yeah. If, and yeah. it's happened so often in these grand finals, except for last grand final when they, they were on for the whole four quarters. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> against the poor, poor Giants. But on from the first was, minute. But yeah, it was yeah, unreal. Sure. That's sick. Matt, that's so that's good. I would love sure. to go to a damn yeah. grand final of any sort, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. I've never been to any I went to I went to an NRL grand final, but I was like nine, Ooh. so it doesn't really count. <laughs> I went to the A-League grand final when the Newcastle Jets won, actually. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Sure. And I had a tennis ball, and I was like, if they score, I'm just going to throw it on the field. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> How like, psychotic is that? I brought a tennis just to th- toss on the field. It's like, wait, mid-game or like at the end? Mid-game, mid-game. If, if the, I just if pegged the net- it once they scored when Mark Bridge went top right corner. It's the safest <laughs> thing so you can throw on the field as well. the tenor on the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was once running like the... So when I was living in Canberra, I had to run the student supporters group for the ACT Brumbies, which was like 2,000 students who would Whoa. just wear the exact same shirt and get hammered and loose and break all the rules <laughs> of going to the rugby. And um, there was one game where I had this bright idea of getting like hundreds and hundreds of coconuts and making them into the horse hoof noises and just handing them out. And we got like 400 coconuts. We split them all. We hollowed them all out. So it all make the horse hoof noises for the Brumbies. And then 
the students had him for about a minute and started just yeeting him onto the pitch. So I'm just there with this like oh, no. wall of just like 400 people just yeeting coconut shells onto the pitch while the game's oh. going. And I was like, oh my god, oh, I fucking bombed here. This is the worst idea <laughs> I've ever oh, had. <laughs> Brumbies, oh my god. I'm, I can't remember the last time I watched a game of rugby union. Yeah. I used to I used to love the rugby. Union. I played rugby for like eight years. I never Same. watched a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I kind of just stopped after that. Um, was it the England World Cup where we lost against New Zealand? That was kind of I was just like, oh well, <laughs> I'm never watching again. There's a great moment this <laughs> year where tomorrow. Super Rugby started and no one realised until the first game was played. <laughs> like, <laughs> you saw the results in the news. You're like, oh fuck, that's going like shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like me with I the a league like though as well a league goes for like yeah. 11 months of the year i swear it keeps going should we get into the albums yeah yeah let's let's, let's, yeah, let's maybe talk about the the albums um real quick before <laughs> though make sure you're subscribing to the pod on whatever platform you listen to so you do not miss an app and if you're real generous drop us a five-star rating and a dope-ass review all right let's run through the facts of these <laughs> all right briggs adam briggs from shepparton victoria uh, he's also one half of Rapture AB Original with Trials. Did you... I reckon three months ago, I only realised that AB Original is just Aboriginal spelt out. <laughs> Did not realise. I was like, holy shit, really? that's no. genius. <laughs> so, yeah, Late love body. that. Um, Shep Life was his second solo studio album, released on this 22nd of August 2014 by Golden Era Records. Um that label was founded by the Hilltop Hoods, actually, in 2008. Shout out, Hilltop Hoods. No speed section. A uh, few producers yep. on this one, including JT Hazard, Trials, and 6-4. Uh, I think there was a couple more, but they might have only done one or a little bit of one song each. Two official singles, The Hunt and Bad Apples. And this one won Best Hip Hop Album for 2014 at the Music Victoria Awards. Also won Album of the Year at the 2015 National Indigenous Music Awards. So that's pretty dope. Uh, JK47, very, very, very new artist, but I think we might be hearing a few about him. Jacob Paulson is his real name from Tweed Heads in New South Wales. Massive shout out to Tweed Heads. (laughs) Um, This was his debut album, Made For This. It was released on September 5th this year, 2020, by New World Artists. I didn't know New World Artists released albums. I thought they were a um, booking booking label. Yeah. 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 Booking agency. There you go. It's one of the things that really surprised me about it was um, he put out his first single and then all of the booking agents at New World were posting it. And I was like, this isn't what you do. What are you doing? But I got excited yeah. for it. I was like, if they believe in it, like, hell yeah. yeah. And if they're doing label That's stuff, cool. hell yeah, even more, because they're so good. Yeah. Do you know yeah. anyone else said like releasing music through or is this like one of their first ones? No, nah, I think this is one of the first like uh, attempts to dip their toes into water because I definitely haven't seen it. True. But... All for it. That's cool. It's a good, yeah, for good sure. first attempt. A um, couple of producers included himself, uh, Jay Orient. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Hazy and Nerve. Uh, two singles as well, The Recipe and I Am Here, brackets, trust me. J- uh, JK47, he won this year's Triple J Unearthed National Indigenous uh, Award, or he was a winner for that one. And yeah, that's all I got because they're very, very new albums and he's not the biggest artist, mm. so I don't think it charted at all. But yeah, so they both... um. Especially JK47, he just popped up this year. I swear every time, whoever wins that Triple J award usually 
gets on everyone's radars pretty quickly. It is one of the big ones of the year. Like it's the one that Baker Boy picked up and then Baker Boy went on to yeah. like yeah. place in the hottest 100 in his debut year. And um, yeah. yeah, I think JK is really interesting in that um, he just exploded out of nowhere and then had that instant support. So he's clearly, I think someone spotted him and then backed it and kind of like that new music promotion technique where you grab a really talented artist, pretend they've come from nowhere and just explode them onto the scene. And they've done that with JK sure. and I think it's definitely worked. I think it's a, it's a really interesting yeah. one to look at in terms of um, where he'll go next and where he'll go from here. Mm. Mm. Sure. Yeah, because this is his first stuff. And did he only release his first single this year as well? So confident. Yeah, it was, yeah. his first single came out earlier in the year. And it was one that, yeah, I found on Unearthed. And then, like, you know, a week later, all the Unearthed stuff were plugging it to all the super users being like, check this out. Like, this is insane. Um, but it was like he followed that up with a in pretty quick succession it was like the recipe went up on unearthed maybe two three weeks later his next single went up on unearthed and then all of a sudden he was to feature album on triple j with this so it was just like yeah it was a yeah, real crazy. like fast ride projectory for an artist that mm, yeah. previously i think he did a feature verse on one of nerves singles and i know he yeah he got up on stage at big sound last year and um it like i remember that getting some coverage at nerve set was insane and one of the highlights was this guy getting up and just spitting so i think that's so, might yeah. have been where he got his little come up which is good to see big yeah, sound actually there work. is there's a youtube there's a youtube channel mm. called number one network that does a lot of like australian hip hop and trap and whatnot and he's got a few different vids there's a lot of just like heaps of dudes spitting bars and he's in a few of them from like 2019 it's like 2018 as well so i think he's been in like this sort of click for a while but you know he's fully come up which is awesome to see because when i watched i watched a few of them he had the best bars like easily and he like the easily the best flow as well so it's like yeah yeah it makes mm. sense that he's come up crazy the, there's nothing shines on the nothing album. shaky yeah well, i mean nothing by the way, you know we're talking about the elements right now. But yeah, there, yeah. he's got so much for his debut album. He's got so much class. Yeah, there's nothing like I was kind of expecting because I knew that this was his first album, and I knew um, like the singles of like what's been played. But I kind of thought maybe on the deeper cuts you might get some shaky verses that are like just because it's so new. But it it sounds like he's a veteran. Yeah. Really? I think it's it's like this a really tight ten track. Like it's there's elements yeah. to it where it does still feel like a first album, especially in Oz hip hop. Like there's those jam tracks on it, and there's those ones that's clearly where they've got a beat and then thrown a vocal over the top of it. But in terms yeah. of the yeah. talent of what he's throwing down, like his lyrical choices, his flow, and his ability to just mm. stay on top of a beat and really elevate a track yeah, is just sure. unreal. Like it's a tight 10 that just flexes so much potential for the artist. Yeah. The other thing with that is as well, like every time I listen to, you know, high energy hip hop, I'm always so impressed when they can keep the energy that I imagine they have on stage in the studio because like, he, he's he's like going for most of the songs just constant <laughs> yeah, flow yeah. and he's killing it smashing it. it reminds me have you heard the story when Rage Against the Machine did their first album and they um they said they couldn't get their live 
like presence felt. So they brought in their mates and they played a show for them and they oh, recorded yeah. it. Yeah, I always right. wonder if they do that with hip hop because they just go hard. Yeah. <laughs> And JK47 like they, does it as well. You gotta have yeah, all your mates in the room just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Denzel Curry you gotta get really doing um, up for sure. Yeah. Denzel Curry's like a version. Like I remember he refused in ears for it and just said he wanted to just be like in the room with the band performing in this in that moment. You're like, how do you do yeah. that? Like it's another level of yeah. just natural fucking. I I can't even put a talent like. <laughs> Everything in music theory yeah. is based in this like 17th century white people ideas, and then all of a sudden, yeah, this yeah. raw ability to just fucking smash a track comes out of nowhere, and it just throws all of yeah. that out. And you're like, "Well, mm, that's yeah. hectic, and that rules." I think the beat choices on uh, "Made for This" is it, really it's a good mix of like just like trap and like I think some of the boom bap tracks are pretty good. Uh, is it? Yeah. Which one was it? Was it the on one? Yeah. No, the recipe. Mm. Yeah. The recipe. The, oh, um, the recipe. Yeah. That's like some Wu Tang sort of stuff. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. It was really, yeah. really like um, tasteful. I think. I think he just did a really good job of it and didn't like, wasn't too, in, like, inspired by it at the same time. I think. Yeah. That yeah. was one of my highlights. Even a, even abandoned the first track. Yeah. It's pretty disjointed. Sounds like Jay Diller sort of like for sure yeah. on the on the back. Yeah, all the samples like are beat. yeah are, are, uh, chopped really well. So I wonder who I, I want to trying to get to know who did all these ones. If, who did you say well, was it? He said that he he was a producer, wasn't he? Yeah, he produced uh, himself as well as uh, Jay Orient, Hazy, and Nerve. So who spoke sure. about before? Mm. Matt. Yeah, I, really, really tasteful. I think the standout track for me um, in terms of production is that one he done did with Nerve the on one, where it's just like yeah. it hasn't been released as a single or anything, but it's the biggest track yeah. on the album in terms of how it sounds. Like all the production yeah. choices in it just elevate it to another level, and JK sits within it and matches that level as well. Yeah, where it's um. I feel like it it got a fair bit of play on Triple J yeah. too. Even though I don't think it was a single. I think they were just like, this is such a good track. <laughs> and just gave it a, mm. a pretty solid it's run. It's the advantage of your feature album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, obviously, yeah. I'm keen to see like his, I don't know, album after this or even album after this when he really hones in on what kind of sound he wants to go for. Because I think with Briggs, what he does so well is he just like... He doesn't fall into any, like, trap. Because this album came out in 2014. So, that's mm. pretty still... We talked about it in the Miley Cyrus JB episode. Like, dubstep's just coming out. <laughs> but he's just, like, completely himself and does exactly what he wants and talks exactly what he wants what's, sure. wants to talk about. And I think he does yeah. that so, so well. Especially on the first couple of tracks. I think, is it Let mm. It Be Known, the opener? Yeah. That song is yeah, huge. The backing band yeah. that would they would pass on like any rock al- album. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Pretty. I was heavy. gonna say like the the instrumentation on the Briggs album on Shep Life. Like if you think about the music that was coming out from Australia in 2014, like the biggest albums were Shep Faker, Angus and Julia Stone, yeah, Vance Joy. Um, yeah, I think All Vance Day maybe debuted that year and yeah. see ya so yeah you think about like <laughs> yeah. the other artists that were in there putting out the big tracks at that time and then you think about what Briggs has produced and even though it's a hip-hop album it's arguably like the best rock album at the same time like it's the best guitar yeah, album for sure i know, sure. I know dan yeah the, the performances are crazy 
Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Dan Sultan put yeah. out an album that year, which might rival it, but like sort of riffs and just absolute shredding throughout the entire album are just nuts. And like, you don't just, you just don't yeah. get it in Aussie hip hop. Yeah. So it's just such a refreshing take to have such a massive I, band behind him. I do have written down that some of his uh, influences were the living end, uh, green spoon, kiss chasey, <laughs> Operator, please. <laughs> yeah. Man. So he's like identified them, those Australian artists, as his influences. That, that was that was one of my uh, two truths and a lie for later. <laughs> oh, oh, so sorry. Man. I'll be thinking of another Quick one. little Google no search right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, nah, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We had to do that last week. It's all good. It's all good. You'll sort yeah. it. Um, yeah. That brings out the Briggs album, Chet Life, as well. He taught... I've, I never knew... Obviously, I don't know where Shepparton is, but just from listening to this album, you get such a good picture of what it's like to live there, or well, I assume. Yeah, I think, like, yeah. it's probably the strongest takeaway from both albums, and it's an interesting parallel between them that, like, um, JK's so proud of being from Tweed Heads, and he references being from Tweed Heads, and then you've got Briggs, mm. who's super proud of calling Shepparton home, which is, like, regional Vic- Victoria. It's... You know, it's kind of a laughing stock of a lot of Melbourne jokes, but it's he's so proud and he gives such place to it, but also paints such an honest picture of it. Like both artists mm. do, they they really give you that human perspective to these areas that get spoken about at as like you know, there's no way around the fact that they're lower socioeconomic areas, they're areas with a lot of problems with substance abuse, but they're so often tossed aside and not really thought about. But then all of a sudden when you're put through the eyes of an artist who has a lived experience and is still proud to call these places home and talk about it like it's where his family is, it's where his little girl is being raised and it's where he wants to be, it makes you realise that there's like there's there's so much more in these communities than what they're often given credit for and it's an interesting perspective mm. into it for sure mm. yeah that's sick I think with the Briggs album as well it's super it's super aggressive at points but it's also quite endearing but it's also <laughs> I wrote down hostile at points because I, I read him I read that he said um about in specific the song Bad Apples it was like I wanted to put that fear back in hip hop uh that voice, you know, that fist back into rap music because I hadn't seen it in Australia for so long, which when you listen to that song, Bad Apples, you can just tell that was his intent. Yeah. Mm. And like, it, it's such an interesting point as well when it comes to hip hop in Australia. Like, I, I'm sure my jumping off point into hip hop was the same of most people across the country with Hilltop Hoods, which is like yeah. party vibe nothing too serious it never gets down or anything and then like you've got draft and pez putting out a festival song and like 360 (laughs) and it's just like none of it is it it's australian hip-hop because that's what it is it's like it's it's party music it's vibe music and then the traditional roots of hip-hop is it's protest music like it's come from the same place as punk in that it's come about to represent community and be a counter narrative to culture. And that didn't exist in Australian hip hop. And then all of a sudden you get someone like Briggs come along who puts a bunch of issues on the table through his art, through hip hop and shows the power of the medium again. And it's such an interesting thing to, 
like it's exciting and it is scary and i think we're the audience that he wanted to scare and it's a good thing that it's worked like i think any piece of art that can make you feel different or even if it's a negative experience is a successful piece of art like if you go into something... I remember going to an art gallery exhibition of this dude, Mike Parr, who has, like, one arm and does all his cooked mean shit. And I remember walking in just high on life. I was having a real good day. And I went to his art exhibition. I came out the other side and I was mentally scrambled. I was like, well, that was awful, but very successful because that's what the artist wanted to do. Whereas Briggs has, like... What he's done is he's essentially come at these songs with an absolute punch like he hits you so hard and he makes you think about these issues but he's got such a beautiful character about him that it is endearing like you like the way he does it because it's almost like he's slapping you in the face with a smile leaving all these issues on the table and saying hey i'm not really done with this but we should probably talk about it like this shit Mm. exists and it's been hidden and here it is and this is how I feel yeah. about it and I'm angry but let's have a chat yeah it's exactly sure. well he said he's very inspired by like um, Wu-Tang and NWA and Dr. Dre and all of them so it makes sense because that's what they were trying to do I guess back in the late 80s as well mm. and yeah 90s and yeah. it's the same issues so he's done it in a really good way yeah and, it, it, hel- yeah, it helps with the I mean it, JK47 drives his points home well, but I think with Briggs, the the band aspect helps it a lot as well. It just puts it right in your face, and it's really sick with that. Yeah, like I feel like JK47, a lot of his tracks are carried on JK47's voice and lyrical choices, whereas Briggs feels Mm. like he's part of everything he's putting forward. Like it isn't like he's riding on top of the beat. It's like Briggs is so... Like, he's got a real instrumental quality to the way he uses his voice, but it makes him sit within it. Mm. And those themes kind of drive up and out with it. Like, everything, like, when he wants to deliver a moment of potency, the band comes with Mm. it. Or when he wants to drop it off and make you think, it all drops off and makes you think. Like, he's Mm. orchestrating something really, really intelligently. Kind of feel like you know him by the end of the album a little bit. Because he brings in a lot of, like a lot of um, recurring themes and stuff about like his daughter and a lot of things about his life all the way through it as well. And you, he is like, there's so much conviction. There obviously is with JK47 as well, but such a recognizable voice. Almost like, not that he's a character because he's obviously a real person, but like, it is kind of like a, it's kind of like watching a TV show or something like this, this character and you know it, it really well by the end of the... Yeah, for sure. Develops, yeah. And it's consistent over the album so that, you know, there's not too much changing around of, like, you know what you're getting with Briggs, mm. which is sick. Yeah, oh, okay. and I think awesome. Very this was really his first point of, like, developing that. It, it, it's it's not so much a character. It's just developing his character on a stage that's His known. character yeah. as a... Uh, yeah, and he's an gone artist, on yeah. from here to be... Like, he's just such a force of an Australian creative at the moment. And I think he's going to continue yeah. to be for... Yeah, I reckon people will be able to have this conversation about Briggs in 20 years' time because he's a this comedy writer he's an author he's got ab original as well he's got his own record label yeah. he wrote uh disenchanted is it the matt gronig simpson yeah, guy yeah. netflix yeah. series like wrote episodes yeah. of that black comedy crazy the dude just is a workhorse like he's the Austra- 
It's kind of like Childish yeah. Gambino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Just does it all. Yeah. You can do it all. Yeah. Sure. Alrighty. Nice stuff, guys. Shall we get into the segments? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Alrighty. I, 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 I just sorted my two truths. Oh, oh no. look at you, double task <laughs> <the floor> legend. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Alright, lads. Let's get into Get Inked. Get Inked. ideas from these lyrics from the albums all right dave do you want to go first yeah i got a i've got a few uh none of them are great all right take it away let's let's give it some um so i thought the most simple first one for shep life with briggs is you could go some knuckle tack knuckle tat no 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 you could go some uh knuckle tats <laughs> there uh, it is shep <laughs> life, life. It's perfectly, perfect lettering yeah. like if you were from shepherdton oh, just too easy. throw it across your knuckles and that would be so sure. good that initially came from just <laughs> yeah. thinking of like getting a bra boy style uh shepherdton yeah. in like golf font shout out to the bra neck. boys as well <laughs> yeah. shout out to our bra boys we are yeah we're big bra boy fans okay <laughs> <laughs> um, you know us shout out to Central Coast. Yeah. one from jk47 it was just like one of his lyrics was stuck on the hustle like this bubble gum that's under your seat and i thought maybe as a little reminder to always hustle you could get like a little bit of chewed up bubble gum tattooed on your ass <laughs> that's a good one every time you that is really good butt naked yeah it's like let's go yeah, yeah. and then sure. back on the grind baby <laughs> my last one is just like from uh the track purgatory uh on by briggs and he's got a lyric in there fish too big for the pond and i just had an image of like a big fucking oversized koi fish sitting in a pond like it's an inflatable pool with a cigar and a scotch just <laughs> lazing back uh, yeah. i just like yeah love the idea good. of just a ball of fish yeah that's heaps good probably on the chest <laughs> yeah yeah big chest they were, piece they were all really good yeah that's nice mine for shep life by briggs is also from the song purgatory um the line is we carry our demons we carry our beatings we carry our dead to earth um I know this is not what he intended the song lyric to be, but this is what the tattoo is going to be. So it's the devil carrying... The devil is just like carrying a baseball bat in one hand and a, over the other shoulder, he's got like a dead man just down his back. And he's just like... I'm thinking, um, what's the... What's the American... What's it? Uncle Sam, is it? Mm. And he's yeah. just like looking and he's like, I want you. But he's got his baseball bat yeah, nice. and it's the devil. So that's pretty... Uh, gruesome and then for jk47 from the recipe the line is the throne's mine and i'm gonna take it just like i'm simba so it's just jk47 riding simba like a horse on his two front legs just like huge back tat yeah (laughs) Yeah. big sunset in the background probably as well that's the one no what are yours brad uh i'll go okay so mine was from bad apple i think it's they say one battle can spoil a whole bunch. I was singing like, like an archer, and he's just he threw his bow. This isn't part of the tap, but he's just like, there's like <laughs> a, they use apples for practice for like bows and arrows. So I was singing like a bad apple, but then it's like taken out. He's like got a big five man collat, and then it's gone through all these apples, and then hitting like a, an arrow board as well. So it's like an arrow board with five nice. apples going through this arrow. On maybe like the shoulder or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
decent. Pretty crazy. It's so thought out. Done you even really had the backstory to it. Yeah. I like yeah. there's an element of that yeah. tattoo that isn't involved in the tattoo. And it's probably the <laughs> yeah. main element of the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going for. Maybe the next yeah. tat. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think uh, for the recipe of Jacket 47, I think it's just the gimme tatter, gimme cheddar. I need the extra cheese. I'm just thinking a nice like little just cheese platter tattoo. Surely, <laughs> yeah. the, surely the millennial... Ladies would get around a nice little cheese platter, some grapes. It shows you classy. The, I don't know, wherever you want. Maybe on the stomach. Yeah, a glass of bubbly. Um, just a nice <laughs> little cheese platter tap. <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. The same, <laughs> if you want, if you like. I was going to have the same same lyric yep. for JK47, but I was just going to have like a little recipe note, like mm. a um, sorry, a shop, shopping list to get that just says yes, yeah. extra cheddar. An extra feta, and that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> just says the recipe. Yeah. Um, but my one for Briggs was from Shep Life, and it was uh, without fail, rat's tails prevail. <laughs> it was just like a permanent rat's tail <laughs> on your neck. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be that's pretty filthy. sick. <laughs> that's festive. That'd be pretty nice. You need a you need a you need a permit for that tattoo. Yeah, you get. Yeah, that's the kind of one you <laughs> yeah. want in a nursing home because, like, there's always that. Whenever you talk about your tattoos, people will always be like, oh, but what are you going to be like when you're old? And you're like, it's going to rule, especially if you had a <laughs> yeah. dirty rat tail and that was all you Rats had for hair. Like. And you're bald. Yeah, you're yeah. bald. <laughs> Just in case I go bald, I always want to have a rat tail. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Smashed that's it, lads. That's all right. you right there. Let's smash another segment. We're going to make movie plots because it's time for the pitch. All right, nice. We're making some Uh-oh. plots. We're we're sending them to Sony, and we're signing on the dotted line for these. Uh, Dave, what's your movie? Okay, so my uh, movie is called The Recipe, um, and it's essentially one day uh, your classic Australian barbecue, except it's like there's extended family, a couple of friends of family, and like the classic racist uncle has shown up. And he's just causing havoc. Everyone's had enough of him. But there's Lil Jay who's in the kitchen and he's cooking up a mean steak sandwich on the barbecue. And when he serves it, miraculously, the racist uncle isn't racist anymore. And he realizes <laughs> he's figured out the recipe to end racism. And, oh, and he sandwiches. thinks about it for a while. Yeah, he thinks about his steak sandwiches and he thinks, what could I do with this? And he thinks about, like, should he go to parliament or should he, like, you know, try and tackle racism in his own community? But then he goes even further and he, in, like, he gets the help of a mad scientist who has invented time travel. Oh. And he goes back in time and he just beats up the world's most famous racists and then makes them eat sandwiches. So you just got this guy who's like time traveling, probably in like a Commodore and just rolling up (laughs) and like just bashing Hitler and then making him eat a sandwich and changing the course (laughs) of the world. And it's just a, that's that's just a time traveling romp with steak sandwiches, ending racism. I reckon it'd be shot in the style of Kung Fury, I think. Or yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great movie. I love that movie. Um, Crazy. Well played. That's it. Mine this good. week is a. It's I don't know if we're allowed to do it because so I did full speed <laughs> from JK forty seven, but so <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. But 
I've made a sequel to a, a movie that already exists. Okay. <laughs> so okay. mine okay. mine is a, a sequel to Speed, <laughs> the movie with Keanu yeah. Reeves and Sandra yeah. Bullock. Uh, it's called Speed. I So <laughs> I thought there was only one Speed when I was looking this up. There was actually two Speeds. There was Speed 2, which was called Cruise Control, <laughs> which was exactly oh, no. the same premise on a cruise ship. On a boat, baby. And... Yeah, on a boat. And guess who the bad guy was? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so it just all fell into place. I don't know if you've listened to any of these pods, Dave, but he's been a feature of all my pitches so far. <laughs> um, so this one is Speed 3, Full Speed. Uh, 25 years after the original Speed, Full Speed sees Jack Traven, which is Keanu Reeves' character, investigating new electric self-driving buses that are being introduced to New York City. Um, and on launch day, Jack rides on one of the buses undercover as a simple civilian when the bus suddenly swerves across the road, reaching speeds of 200 k's per hour. It's revealed that John Geiger, William Defoe, you, the villain from the critically acclaimed sequel to Speed, Speed 2, <laughs> has once again taken control of the city's public transport system. He uh, <laughs> appears on the screens of the bus, acknowledging Officer Chabon as a passenger and demands that he gets in touch with the city and deposit $500 million into his offshore bank account <laughs> or he will throw the bus off the Brooklyn Bridge. And that's, that's the plot. Awesome. Then, uh, Full speed. Yeah, then chaos, chaos <laughs> ensues. Yeah. I reckon that bit. Well played. It's about time for a yeah. reboot of speed. I reckon. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. For sure. Actually... Apparently, Speed 2 didn't have Keanu Reeves because I think he might have already done The Matrix or something. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm not coming back for this yeah, big pile of shit. Into documentaries. But, uh, there you go. Maybe, yeah. yeah, bring it back. Um, Maybe bring it back. I think Speed 2 is known as one of the worst movies of all time. So my, they might be a bit sore from that Hey, one. don't go offending Speed 2 fans out here. Uh, sorry, guys. Bit of trivia um, for my dad. He had to go see Speed 2 something like 18 times. Because it was like <laughs> he was, we he had this bizarre job where he was um like we lived in Sydney in this massive house with all these bunk beds and if kids from the country wanted to do work experience in the city they'd just come stay with us and for whatever reason there was a period of weeks where and like dad had take him around show him the sights take him to a movie and stuff and there was a period of weeks where dad the only movie he wanted to see was Speed 2 at the movies. So he went to see it again and again and again, like each time with a different child being like, how's work? It's here, <laughs> it's choice going. or the kid's choice? <laughs> His choice, just like. So dad oh, took a what? series what of a teenagers trooper. along to see Speed 2 time and time and time That's again. crazy. <laughs> just love it. <laughs> that that just... sounds like a good like documentary. It's <laughs> Just to watch like a... That like could be the movie in itself. Into, yeah. <laughs> You would go crazy by the end of it. Um, my movie's also called Full Speed from Made For This. Um, so it's the exact cast of the Little Rascals as they were in the movie. <laughs> so they're still, you know, whatever age they still were, six, children. seven years old. Yep. Um, so have you all seen the Little Rascals? Yeah, of course. Well, nope. if you haven't, at the end of the Little Rascals, the big finale is this go-kart race. But in Full Speed... The little rascals don't ride go-karts. They ride full-on Ferraris and they have their own car racing community. Um, so full speed is filled with lots of partying, lots of drugs, and most importantly, lots of fast cars. All from the six-year-olds, by the way. Um, but, mm-hmm. 
It's very obscure. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is as ob- ob- obscure as we've had, I reckon. Yep. So, but anyway, the end of the movie is exactly like Little Rascals, but it's a big car race. Um, at the end of the Little Rascals, though, they need to get money for their clubhouse. But this one, they're competing to get Dala, one of the characters, out of a hostage ransom situation in a big, in a big, You're crazy, in a big car race. And they're all six years old. It just sounds like the if they the writers of Rascals just all did heaps of cocaine. <laughs> and they're just like, yes, this is a great idea. Yes, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how they that. They'd have to work. I don't know. It's twenty twenty. Uh, They'll figure something out. Yeah, Sony. They can do it all. All right, Brad. What's yours? Okay. Uh, mine's called Mike Tyson Love Thing from the, from the Briggs album. Um, okay, so it's a bit. <laughs> this sucks. This is already <laughs> funny. <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> a bit of sad story of a young whippersnapper that goes by the name of Kelly Conrad, a skinny teenager from the south. Fascinated by Mike Tyson and his brutal strength and charisma, Conrad begins to bully his way through life, bulking and sparring his w- problems away. But unaware of his actions, Conrad finds himself alone and lonely in his mid-twenties, still chasing the dream to meet and beat Mikey T. Inspiration turns to fixation as Conrad seeks identity through Tyson, getting the same tats and biting people's ears off when he boxes. <laughs> alone and depressed, he decides to streak onto the ring during Mike Tyson's heavyweight title defense and land a stroke to prove that he can be just like Mike. Uh, that's all I've got. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> it was, it's, uh, so it's kind of like... what happens at the end. I don't know whether to make it like bittersweet or just like uh, he just loses. It's more about like the failing of public school systems and low socioeconomic. <laughs> it's more about that. But this is just like the plot. Yeah. It's more about the, the public school system failing him, I think. So it's yeah. deep social <laughs> okay. commentary that ends with a kid yeah. sobbing yeah. Mike Tyson. But just, yeah, just with a really, much. really silly premise as well. <laughs> <laughs> but it's super so, serious. Yeah, so that's what makes that it great good. Movie, right? Yeah, cheese go. That's like, like my best one I've ever done. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that's like so it. good. That, that <laughs> was awesome. That was actually brilliant. And I would watch that. What was it called? What's the song called again? Mike Tyson Love Mike Thing. Mike Tyson Love Thing. Yeah. yeah. Be like Mike. That's awesome. It's all in the title. It's quite funny, but it's super serious as well. Yeah. <laughs> And at the I heart of it, well. it's just, you know, a, a strong message about the public school system. <laughs> okay, let's do two truths and a lie. Oh, wait, no. Have we done the ad? Are we doing the ad? Wrong. Yeah. Let's do the ad first. Yeah, my bad. My bad. We've got to add some songs to the playlist. You can find on Spotify, the Record Royale ads. There is a lot of songs in there because this episode, what, 29? That's a lot of songs. Um... Cool, one song from each album. Dave, what are you picking? Um, hard choice, but I went with, off JK47's album, I went with the track Out of Time, One Take, just because I figured a yeah. lot of his album, it's like, it's a really raw album, and it's definitely a first album, but I think if there's any <laughs> track on there to show the raw potential and the talent that this guy has, it's Out of Time, mm. One Take, because it's a one-take track where he just... Yeah opens up on a microphone and he lays out so like such considered and succinct thoughts and some serious commentary and you're like you could get a speech writer and it'd still come up with something nothing like not half of what this is it's such a potent moment on the track and on the album sorry and the track's so basic but it just shows how he can elevate a track it's just 
it blew me away. Like I remember I was driving along, sure. so I couldn't see what the tracks were, put that one on and I just could not believe when I pulled up, it was a one take track. Like that's just nuts. So that's my track mm. for yeah. uh, JK. And then with Briggs, my, like my favorite Australian song of all time is Bad Apples, but, um, and it has been for years. Like you could have asked me two years ago what my favorite track is. I'd say Bad Apples. You could ask me tomorrow. I'd say it's Bad Apples. But a track I've picked Shit, for this good. one is actually um, Purgatory, Let It Go. Just because I feel like yeah. as I revisited the album, like I've listened to The Hunt and Bad Apples constantly since this came out. But Purgatory, when I listened to it again, was like all the, when it hits its drop, all the hairs on my body stood up. Like it was one of those genuine moments of just fucking awe inspiring hit. Like the drop's so big. The song is so emotionally charged that I was just floored by it. And then every time I listened to it again to get ready for this podcast, the exact same thing happened. Like I was just, it just mm. hit me harder than any of the tracks on the album. And I was just like, nice. those are my favorite songs, but this song just absolutely slaps. It's such a big moment. Awesome, man. Cool. Um, for JK, I also had out of time one take. So I'm going to do the recipe lead single. You get, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is the single, isn't it? Like, it, it pops yeah. so hard, Yeah, that track. And um, for Briggs, I had Let It Be Known, the first song. That is such a good opener. And the synth in that yeah. song is huge. Like, the big... Mm. Meh, <laughs> so organ, good. Yeah. So epic. Organ. What are yours, Adam? Uh, um, I went for... Oh, sorry. Who are we going? <laughs> My going? You can uh, go. I'll go. <laughs> <I'll> go. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, what, right, what song did you say for JK sorry Will? I said the recipe oh true okay I'm gonna go I'm gonna guess again because that hook gets gets you going every time it's like da, 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 guess again da, 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 da. I forget how it goes <laughs> something like that but yeah <laughs> it is like <laughs> oh, I'll have a quick listen yeah and the beat as well it's just like it's an absolute head boffer and um, he fucking he can spit Legit, and that's the yeah, first song sure. I heard because I before listening to the album, I just went, oh, "Okay, what's his biggest song?" Had a listen, I was like, "Shit!" And I've heard that song before, and I had no idea it was him. So, shout to the Jays for um, getting me onto that. Um, we'll go over with Briggs. I'll go. I'm have to go Bad Apples then because yeah, yeah get it in the there. Song. It's the it's the best song on the album, from in my opinion. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's just the best. It's the best. Enough salad. <laughs> As you said, it's such a well said, very well articulate. It's such a good, like, it's such a great track as a track. But then when you actually look at the lyrical context of it and the context of the song where he's giving voice to people that are so often entirely shoved away in our society and being like, they're my brothers. I still love these people. Yeah, they're bad apples, but like, what have they had to eat? Like, it's just such a potent and brilliant song, like, Mm, on a thematic basis. It's just. It's top shelf. As I said, it's my favourite song. It's so good. I'll listen to yeah, it again yeah. as soon as this finishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had, for Briggs, I had just Shep Life. Um, I thought, yeah, it's all the lyrics. It's just similar thing. Like, it's not about the same sort of thing, but just being from a country town, all the different, like, um, like talking about, well, what I said before, rat's tails, and it's pretty funny, like a lot of it, even though it's pretty grim. Um, but I think it's just some of his yeah, really good Australian 
storytelling that you don't really hear much in music. Oh, I don't I don't listen to much Aussie hip hop, so it might be said a lot, but it's quite refreshing to hear lots of lyrics about things that I think all of us have <laughs> know about. Mm. Um, yeah. And then for JK, I'll, I was going to say the same, Brad, but I'll say on one just because I think it needs to be in there. Has anyone said that sure. yet? No, no. sir. I was okay, going to say Because that, yeah. that needs to Brad's be in there. Good. That's such Pete's a great so track. Well. The hook is so bloody good yeah. on that track. It's definitely... Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely his biggest track on there. Like, it's the most polished, yeah. oh, the most, sure. like, Certainly, yeah. stay with yeah. your track. It rules. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. We've chucked some songs in the playlist. Now we can do Two Truths and a Lie. Alrighty. Adam, three statements. Two of them are true. One's a lie. Now, you struggled this week, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that hard, but, like, there were definitely... There's definitely nothing on JK47. Like, there is nothing, so... I didn't do any for him. <laughs> but um, for Briggs, there is some, but I feel like I was going to say the whole, um, uh, as a writer on Disenchant- Disenchantment or Disenchanted? Disenchant- uh, um, Disenchanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, one of them. Um, I knew that we probably all knew that because that was pretty big news when it happened. Um, yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll have a go. Take it away, my man. Um, so first one. <laughs> uh Briggs once won pub pub trivia at his local pub five weeks in a row. Oh my God. Um, uh, in high school, Briggs played guitar in a punk band. Um, and in part two of Disenchantment, or Disenchanted, I don't know. Anyway, Briggs has soul writing credits on an episode titled The Dreamland Job, where Princess Bean is sick of her father, King Zong, overtaxing the citizens of dreamland and the princess plans to steal all the money away from her father's money vault with the help of an elf named griffo there you go damn the first two are so broad that they just could be or you could have made them up i'm thinking number three is a lie because you just wanted to flex a little bit and show that you could um has it it also sounds like you might have um copied and pasted number three while (laughs) yeah as soon as you got caught out you're like has anyone seen Yeah, Disenchanted? We might Fuck, be to, that is so true, uh, Dave, when he did that before when we were talking. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a yeah. name for the punk band or like... No. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, no. Any, any, any... <laughs> the pub trivia. That's pretty random. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is... <laughs> he's pretty random, man. He is a genius. <laughs> pretty blunt today, I Adam. <laughs> pretty, pretty random. Uh, All right, I'm just going to have a... Lie. I'm just going to say... Yeah. No, I reckon number... Th- yeah, I don't know, eh? This... I don't know. <laughs> He's in our heads. Maybe this, is, go, maybe this is the best week yet the because one. they're so broad. And he could have yeah, he could yeah. have just done the over-info bomb on tra- the third one. Like, maybe... Maybe... Oh, yeah. God damn. <laughs> Who knows? Who's going to make up a lie that elaborate? Yeah. Adam will. He will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going um, I'm, I'm going go. with I'm going to go with th- <laughs> I'm going with one. Pub trivia is a lie. I reckon that's just something Adam has made up. I'm going with pub trivia is a lie. <laughs> yeah. What's everyone else doing? I'm going pub trivia is a lie. So I don't know where that uh, would be publicly available to know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, okay, I might as well I might go pub yeah, number 
All right. You're all idiots. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> So, Priggs did win pub trivia in his local pub five weeks in a row. I found that one while we were doing Skype. Ah, sorry, while we were in the middle of this podcast. Um, it just clicked on the first interview, and for some reason, he talked about it in his interview. It was like, yeah, I've just won the last five weeks in a row. <laughs> Apparently, he goes every Monday night. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And in high school, Briggs did play guitar in a pub band. There you go. Um, so, the third one... He does that is an episode, but he doesn't have writing credits on that one. Oh. It was uh he has sole writing credits on a different one. So, so it was a bit goosed of a, us. Goosed us bit of I a, should have stuck with what I thought at the start. Yeah. Ah yeah. oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched the show. <laughs> it was definitely copy and pasted off Wikipedia. <laughs> there you go. I think that's a couple of weeks yeah. or in a row now that we've got nothing right. Like none of us. Yeah. Scores stay the same, yeah. Getting too yeah, good. the update. Yeah. No updates on the rankings there. Um, speaking of rankings, another word that starts with R is ratings. We're going to rate these albums. <laughs> How was that for a segue? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Brilliant. Ooh. I'm actually killing this podcast <laughs> thing, boys. Um, yeah, we're going to give them ratings out of 10, but what is the rubric going to be, Adam? Uh, <laughs> uh, for Briggs, I was going to go Brigasauruses. All righty. Which was... <laughs> One yep. of the lyrics off one of the tracks, but I can't remember which one it is now. But all good. It's definitely in there. So out of so ten brigasauruses, uh, yep. and then ten cheese platters. Nice. For JK. For JK. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Dave, you're going to set the tone here. We're going to do Briggs first. What are you giving out of ten brigasauruses for Shep Life? Yeah. Uh, look, I reckon its high moments are just phenomenal. Like really, like for Hunt with Gurumul. Bad Apples, uh, Purgatory. When it goes big, it is an absolutely phenomenal album. And there's some moments in this album that are just... You wouldn't be able to put anything but a 10 on them. There are a couple of moments, though, that really kind of bring it down for me. And I think maybe it's a little bit... Like, at 15 tracks, some of the fat could have been trimmed to keep the message a bit more pure. Um, Yeah, I found that as well. Kind of like Mike Tyson Love Thing was the one where it really hit me, where I was like does this need to be in here? It's a bit of a jam. But overall, I think it's one of the best hip-hop albums of the last decade and it 100% sits, like, sets Briggs up to go on and form AB Original and make the best hip-hop album in probably Australian music history with Reclaim Australia. Mm. So I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it eight. I think uh, eight... What am I giving it? Brigasauruses. Brigasauruses. Yeah, eight Brigasauruses. It's got some absolute 10 out of 10 moments, but there is... It's just got a little bit of length and it's got a little bit of that kind of second album feeling out who you want to be as an artist still in it. Um, But yeah, super solid. Then JK47... Oh, wait up, wait oh, up, wait oh, up. Jump the gun, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go. This man's <laughs> keen, but we're going to go one at a time to make it a bit more. Uh, build the, oh, build yeah, the, uh, yeah. the tension in the room here. All right, Adam. Yeah. Out of 10 Brigasauruses. Uh, I'm also, I'm also going to go eight. Um, I'm kind of new to Australian hip-hop, weirdly. I've like obviously listened to it a lot um, on Triple J, but other than that, I just never really got into it. But this album, I really got into. I just think that... Um, yeah, the lyrical content and his storytelling is just so um, pungent, I guess. It's just like, it's really in your face and you can't help it but pay attention. Um, I think that some of the like, the instrumentation is really good, but I think 
I didn't find it as maybe just because his voice is so prominent on all the tracks. I didn't find them as compelling um, as maybe on JK 47s. I actually found some of the production on there more memorable, but that might just be off a one week listen. And that's, that's why, but there you go. I'll give it an eight. Cool. Bradley. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had, I had a seven out of 10 Prigasaurus is here. Um, yeah, I just think, yeah, lo- super long track listing. That's what, like, yeah. obviously what you guys said, all that, I agree with everything you guys have just said. Um, yeah, just arcing back on that. Um, yeah, it's a bit more concise just to get that message across a bit better. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Tyson's love song. I love Joyride. He's the bloke that um, he got scratchies on his rider when they came to Cambridge. And that is the most genius <laughs> yeah. thing I've yeah. like, ever heard. And yeah. um, he started eating Dean Mackers. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, but yeah, just uh, there's a couple of tracks I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to. I'm not really that much of a fan of but um and i like my hip-hop kind of a bit more trappy these days i think the whole boom bat thing's a bit i'm just not all about it i'd rather have had my head bopping in a bit faster just like with more trap inspired um beats so yeah seven out of ten cool i'm gonna back you up there brad i'm going seven out of ten as well i think with aussie hip-hop i've been scarred by the bands that, or the acts that were kind of pushed in the mid 2010s or early 2010s, and it kind of turned me off it a little bit. But hearing this album, Shep Life, throughout the week, it it just it's like a it rocks. It actually rocks this album, and his <laughs> his lyrical content, and the way he presents it, goes so hard and it hits you, and you can't you can't turn a blind eye to it as well at the same time, which I think is really strong. But um, yeah, pretty long back half of the album. Wasn't as into as the first half, but yeah, 7 out of 10. Brigasaurus is for me. Now, Dave, what are you giving JK47 made for this out of 10 cheese platters? Cheese Cheese platters. platters. (laughs) With uh, cheddar and extra... Feta? Cheddar? Extra Extra cheese. Feta and cheddar. Cheddar and cheddar. (laughs) I love that there's an idea that is written down a recipe and it's literally just feta and cheddar. That's not not a recipe, my man. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, I think... I think this uh, album it is it is raw and it is there's elements to it where you can see just how much talent this MC has and how what they're going to grow into. Um, but it does. I found myself kind of washing into a few moments of it and phasing out and then coming back into it. So I don't think it's got quite the the highs. But when mm. you listen to it and you just get into JK's flow and when you get into his lyrics and you hear what he's actually saying, it really elevates it. I think production wise, like I would have given this a flat five, but JK's voice and what he's able to do with his voice really elevates it up for me. So I'm going to give it a seven cheese platters, um, some camembert, some brie, some blue, blue stilton, (laughs) some camembert with some truffle in it, bit of cheddar and some Mersey Valley. (laughs) <laughs> that is beautiful. Some hell of a That's cheese, a cheese spread. Cheese uh, Adam, <laughs> what's your cheese platter looking give like? It, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven total cheese platters. Um, similar sort of thing. I, I think uh, just in comparison to Briggs, because they are speaking about a lot of the same like uh, themes and things like that. It kind of does seem like Briggs is like the 
<laughs> like the evolution <laughs> a little bit. Like he, he's like a very fully formed artist where there's a lot of potential on JK, JK's album, but there are, you know, little parts in it that aren't, don't stand out as much. I really enjoyed, um, he, he has a lot of like, there's a lot of diverse sounds that he's got on there, like on full speed where he kind of sings a little bit as well. And he's got a really, yeah, I think he's got a lot to, to give in the future, but mm. seven, which is very decent for a debut, but yeah, seven cheese boards. Epic. Truly epic. All right, Brad. I'm going to back both his up. I think the number of cheese platters will be seven. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, there's like an amateurish like quality to this that I really, really like. And that's what I like with a lot of like my hip hop. I really like Playboy Cardi for like the same thing, just how like raw yeah. and like doesn't like that doesn't care how polished it is. It's just, it's super, yeah, not, or not amateurish, but they just don't care. It's just all about the bars and the feeling that you get from listening to it. And you can definitely hear, I think he's got so much to offer to Australian music in the future and he's so young. So I'm only expecting better things and bigger things. So, and I'd I can catching him live would be sick as well. Yeah. So I'll be chasing that up. So yeah, seven. Cool. Um, see, I did seven for Shep Life, and I th- I liked that album more. So I'm gonna have to go six for JK. I think, it, 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 I think the album needed a few more hooks, but his flow and his execution is like really really good. And if he's only been doing this for not very long, he's um he's definitely got a, he's got a future that boy for sure. So I think we'll be hearing about him a lot <laughs> more. League. So, uh, it, it's a classic case of, like, debut album. Like, yeah. there's obviously going to be some standouts and a couple of duds. But, totally sick. So, six for him. And that gives us, actually, pretty close. Heaps close. 30 out of 40 for Briggs' Shep Life and 27 out of 30 for JK47. So, Briggs, well done. Gets the dub. Briggs gets the dub in the first week nice. of Oz yeah. Music Month. That's epic. Truly epic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Dave, thank Dave you there, so much for bringing these albums in. Absolutely no worries. What a pleasure. Anytime. Legit. Um, for sure. Next week, we're keeping this Oz Music train rolling. Melbourne-based artist and absolute one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. Nathan Wong is coming on the show. And Hell yeah. <laughs> what a grab. This is going to be legend. kind of weird because we're doing... <laughs> So first of all, the first album we're doing Slowly Slowly and their most recent album, Race Car Blues. And it's going up against Don't Let Go by Dear Seattle. All, for all podcast listeners, we know we've had Bray from Dear Seattle on the show. So we're going to be dishing on his album yeah. and the lad's album from Dear Seattle next week. So that should be really, really fun. But they're two damn solid current Australian rock bands. So that's going to be pretty a pretty good week mm. of listening, I'd say. Hell yeah. That's unreal. Two Aussie legends in a row. Yeah. on this pod yeah <laughs> Dave Nathan Nathan is like honestly I've done during lockdown we did a couple of uh, unearthed super user zoom calls and I just couldn't get over his energy through the entire yeah. thing like I just fell in love with him so much yeah this, he's gonna outpod us so yeah this well. podcast will be gonna his by the end show. of next week <laughs> we played a show with him in Melbourne and there was almost no one at the show it was kind of just us and him and it was still the funnest night ever because he was just kind of 
jumping around the room and it felt like hell yeah there was heaps of people there because really we didn't have a, we didn't have a sound guy either so didn't he have was a sound guy. Yeah, he just oh like sorted us at the sound we kind of became best friends by the end of it hell yeah, yeah. yeah. we only just met him and then had the best night that's unreal and look at us now he's coming on the pod baby full circle yeah beautiful <laughs> That is Thank the beauty you. of life, I believe. Um, yeah, so thank yeah. you so much, Dave, for coming on. Dave, where can the good people find you and Laundry Echo? Um, I just search those two words, Laundry Echo. Uh, it's pretty simple, isn't it? You, you'll only find uh, the series song that is named after and a couple <laughs> of laundromats and then me. Yeah. They're on uh, Facebook, third, Instagram, hey, third place and is still on the podium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's good stuff. Um, make sure you follow us on the socials at Record Real. Join the Facebook group. Um a couple of days ago, we posted, because Oz Music Month is five episodes. We've got five, four guests coming on. One episode, we decided to throw out the album suggestions to the, to the group, and they've picked um, a pretty wild one. But you can still get in there and vote on what albums you want, because um, it's pretty much, please, it's pretty much sorted. Vote. But yeah, get please. in the Facebook group, the Record Real Epic Facebook group, Real. <laughs> Search that one on Facebook. Thank you so much, Dave. That's all the time we got tonight on the pod. We'll see you next week with Nathan. Dear Seattle, slowly, slowly. Catch you later, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Bye, bye, bye.